Greetings. 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 You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls, a podcast for manifestation, for self-actualization, and basically a podcast that helps you live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this time to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, for if it wasn't for them, there would be no me. They paved the way. They left a wealth and abundance of information and knowledge so that we could carry on in the legacy that they've already established and that we can evolve and move further even further than what they went but because of them we have the tools and we have the necessary assets and all that we need so that we can live a abundant life I want to thank each and every one of you for taking time to lend me your ear and for tuning in and for passing the word and helping this podcast to continue to grow. And not only that, but to just help our people, which are humanity, to help us to do the work that we were put here to do. We all were placed here so that we can evolve and so that we can learn the lessons necessary so that we could be the best representation of ourselves that we can possibly be, a.k.a. we can be living our best life. So I thank all of you for the work that you do as far as helping me. And lastly, I want to thank all the light workers. I want to thank all the people who make the ultimate sacrifice, sacrificing their time, sacrificing their talents, and sacrificing just sometimes their dignity, sometimes their resources, and even sometimes their energy just so that the collective can move forward. Because in times of darkness, that's the time where the light is needed the most. And I just think each and every one of you of giving yourself and your un, well, your selflessness, shall I say, because that is vital to the evolution of the people. Tonight, we're going to talk about Exodus. That's right, we're going to talk about Exodus. And no, we're not going to uh, read out of the King James Bible and we're not going to um, study the Bible we're going to study the science of Exodus and what Exodus is all about, according to 
what our ancestors left for us and how they laid it out for us. So that's going to be a very interesting study. And I really think that many of you are going to be shocked and surprised about what Exodus is really telling us and what is really showing us. But before we even talk about Exodus, I just want to talk about some of the things that's going on currently, such as the pandemic of this coronavirus. And I know many people are maybe fearful and a little scared or upset or confused about what's going on. But let me say this. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. How many of you remember in 2012 there was something called SARS? And then how many of you remember the Zika virus? And what about the bird flu? And what about the mad cow disease? And what about Ebola? What about H1N1? Basically, what I'm saying to you is that there's been a long list of scares across the nations and across the lands that have come out at different points in times. And they all have came and gone. And coronavirus is no different. This too shall pass. So what I want to suggest to the people is that we focus on our immune systems. Focus on your immune system. Focus on strengthening your immune system. So find herbs that are good for immune system. Uh, find teas. Find different foods or whatever that may help strengthen your immune system. And start going in and loading up on those type of things. And not only shall you strengthen your immune system, but take time to get the proper and adequate rest. That's right. Get proper and adequate rest. Your body needs to re-energize itself so that it can have the power and work along with the capability to defend itself because your immune system is your body's military or your body's defense mechanism. So if you make your defense mechanism empowered with the proper minerals, vitamins, nutrients, and you energize it with the proper rest, then your immune system will do exactly what it's supposed to do as far as fighting off any type of deadly diseases, illnesses, ailments, you name it, your immune system can take care of it. But not only should you get your immune system charged up and get the proper rest, 
But another thing that you should do is mentally. Mentally, you should focus on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And focus on what it is that you want to see in your life and in your existence. Because basically, when you're focusing on coronavirus and all these other different things, you're not focusing on manifesting positive things or necessary things in your life that you need and that you want for your existence. These these so-called diseases are distractions from you fulfilling your destiny. And they're all fear-based. By now we should know that when you're manifesting, you don't want to ever manifest anything based off of fear. You want to use love. You want to use your love and you want to manifest things based off of what it is that you love. Focus on your love, the love that you have for things, and use that energy to manifest. And love your life, love your existence, love your experience, love the people that you are in close proximity to, because with them, you can accomplish anything, because this is your team. These people that are close to you, these are the people that's your team. The team that's given to you by the universe to help you to have the experiences necessary for you to evolve. These are your teachers. These people are your teachers. They teach you life lessons on a daily basis. Many times we look far and wide for different teachers or different answers to questions that we may have when the truth of the matter is right here in your close proximity, the ones that you love, the ones that are right there close to you, those are your greatest teachers. So don't overlook them. Don't get so involved in all the things that are happening beyond your scope of reality that you miss what's happening within your realm right now. So I just wanted to talk about that because I know that right now that's a big deal for many people. So many people are worried about what possibly could happen and what may happen and taking precautions so things don't happen but they're forgetting about the power of right now and the things that we have to be doing for right now, the work that we need to do right now. So when we come back, we're going to jump into our episode for tonight. We're talking about the exodus. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we shall be back shortly. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight we're talking about Exodus. Now, I know many of us have been taught 
that exodus means the mass movement of people out of bondage from Egypt. A mass movement of people out of bondage from Egypt, right? That's what many of us come to know as the exodus. But why was it even called exodus? You know, why exodus? Why wasn't it called evacuation? I mean, they did leave out of bondage from Egypt. They got out of bondage, so why wasn't it evacuation? Or why wasn't it called emancipation? You know, uh, if you think about the so-called period of slavery and the Emancipation Proclamation when Lincoln supposedly freed the slaves from bondage, it was called emancipation, right? But we got this situation here where this is called Exodus. Well, when we're talking about Exodus, Exodus is actually a compound word. Exodus is actually a compound word. You have the prefix X, and many people say that X actually means out. And then you have odus. Odus. And odus means the way. So they say that exodus means the way out. Well, there's some truth to that. Because exodus is a Greek term. And that is what it means in Greek, the way out. But where did the Greek get their information from? The Greek got their information from the Kemetians. So in ancient Kemet, the science that's being spoken of here when we're talking about this is actually dealing with the word hex, hexa, which is H-E-X-A, hexa. Hexa means six. Okay, hexa means six. And then you have modus, modus, M-O-D-U-S, modus. So you have hex modus. So when we're talking about exodus, we're actually talking about hex modus. What does modus mean? Well, let's go to our Latin dictionary. And in the Latin dictionary, modus means a standard of measurement. It means measure. It means time. It means rhythm. It means size. It means limit. It means boundary. It means rule. It means regulation. It means the way, it means the manner, and it also means the mode. So, hex modus is talking about the way of six or the method of six or the rule of six, 
the regulation of six, the manner of six, the standard of six. That's what Exodus is talking about. Exodus is hex modus, which means the way of six. Now, what is six dealing with? Six, which is hexa, such as what you would find in a hexagram or a hexagon, you know, it's a six-pointed geometrical figure. But it has six points. That's why hexa is the prefix because of the six points. Now, if you look at the Star of David or you look at the Seal of Solomon, either one of these two has the hexagram in the center. And all a hexagram is, is it's two triangles. It's a triangle that's pointed up, and it's another triangle that's interlocking that points downwards. And basically, the triangles represent the masculine, the great masculine, that is, and also the great feminine. So what we want to do right now is talk about the significance of hexa or six. According to ancient wisdom, six according to ancient wisdom is the completion of the second cycle of three energies. And it brings it all to a point of fulfillment and consummation. Six shows off structure. Six represents beauty, harmony, and a sense of balance, which are all vital to living. Hexa, which also means six, is also in accordance to what we have come to know as Mayat. Are you familiar with the 42 principles of Mayat? 42 principles of Mayat is four and two. Four and two equals six. The 42 principles of Mayat are actually the laws. And these laws help to give humans their morals, their values, and it helps to align those with universal law. And with this understanding of Mayat, it helps you as a human to live and it helps you to behave properly. It also 
helps you to treat each other properly. Also, it helps you to treat nature properly when you abiding by the laws of Mayat or the 42 principles of Mayat. The problem is when we don't keep the laws of Mayat or we don't know the laws of Mayat, we run the risk of going against the law because ignorance of the law is no excuse to breaking the law. And if you break any of the laws of Mayat, then you're not going to have a life that's flourishing and a life that is basically giving you all that you are destined to have. Many people, when they talk about Mayat, they talk about how we should live in a way to keep our hearts light or your heart has to be balanced on the scale with the feather, the feather of my eye. And in the ancient times, they teach that if your heart is not balanced on that scale with the feather of my eye, then that heart is going to be devoured by a beast and Basically, you're going to have to repeat that cycle again. But many people equate that to the afterlife when they look at that story and that scenario and that information. But I'm here to tell you that it's not dealing with the afterlife. It's dealing with your life right now. This is something that you should be doing on a daily basis. You should be using the principles of my act to help govern your life and to see where you are and to see if you are either falling short or if you are in harmony with nature. So when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this whole concept of Exodus because it's not just a mass movement of people from one landmass to a different land, it has something to do with internal workings of an individual. So we're going to talk about Exodus a little bit more when we come back on No Pork and All Pearls. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And we're talking about Exodus. And in the last segment, we basically discovered that Exodus is not just talking about a mass movement of a group of people from out of Egypt to another place. And as the Greek defined Exodus, the way out, it is indeed a way out, but the way out is through the science of Mayat or the method of Mayat. So basically, when you're talking about Exodus, you're talking about the way of Mayat. So modus, modus, which is the second part in the root word of 
hex modus or ex modus modus is giving you a standard of measurement it's showing you something that you can place against your life that you're living and you can gauge and you can judge if you're going according to the path. Now, one of the biggest, one of the biggest distortions, I would say, that has been given to the people is that you're supposed to live a life of trying to do good. That's right. That's a distortion. You shouldn't be trying to live your life trying to do good to please God, you should be trying to do what it is you were placed here to do. You were placed here to learn certain lessons. You were placed here to teach certain lessons. And you were also placed here to fulfill a specific purpose and live your destiny. And the thing is, Instead of focusing on living your destiny or living your purpose, many of us don't even know our purpose. Many of us don't believe we have destiny. And many of us are just trying to do good. Or we're just trying to do the right thing. But doing good is subjective. That's something that's subjective. That's not something that is concrete. Because what's good for me may not be something that's good for you. And we all have individual roles that we must play. So the goal, especially when you're dealing with Mayat, is harmony. And it's also balance. When you're dealing with Mayat, you're dealing with harmony and you're dealing with balance. Like when someone is out when somebody is out of balance, that's when the transgressions occur or that's when evil occurs. And we talked about evil in a few episodes ago. And that was the episode talking about it's time to kill. We talked about evil is living your life backwards or living your life contrary to the way in which it was supposed to be lived. So if you were casted as a role in a play or a production and there's a role for a hero, there's a role for a villain, there's a role for a jester or a comedian, and then there's a role for maybe uh, the supporting actor, and also there's a role for the physician or the healer, then there's a role for maybe the liberator. So you have all these different roles in the production and you were casted for the role of the liberator, but you don't know that that's your role. You don't know that you're supposed to be a liberator. So what you do is you wink it and you're trying to act like the hero, right? Well, the hero and the liberator could have some similarities because the liberator, once he set people free, then he could come out 
and be seen as a hero. But in this production, the liberator's job is to just set the people free. The liberator is not supposed to take the people to the final destination or the promised land, such as in the story with Moses and Joshua. Moses was the one who liberated the people, but Moses never went to the promised land. Joshua was the, was the one who led the people to the promised land. But if you in your production and you're supposed to be cast as Moses, but you're trying to do Joshua's job, you can't do Joshua's job and take the people to the promised land because the people aren't free. That's where the liberator comes in. The liberator has to set the people free. And then you have the villain or you have the person who's the opposition. The opposition is there to basically incite an individual to make a change because you won't change if you're comfortable. So you need someone that will give you the inspiration to get out of your comfort zone and to move forward. So all of these roles are very important. All of these roles are very important and they're necessary. But the problem is when we're not focusing on doing what it is we're supposed to do and doing our role. When you're not doing your role and you're not utilizing your giftings and your talents for the purpose in which it was established, you become out of harmony, out of harmony with the universe. The universe operates in harmony. Everything has to be in sync. Everything has to be in harmony. And that's our purpose. Our purpose is to understand what your destiny is and to start doing it. You have the power and the ability to manifest things because you are supposed to be here to evolve and to help the, the collective to evolve. You have a purpose right now, but you have to get in sync with that purpose and you have to understand that you're not just here by chance. But many of us, we think that we're just an, a mistake or we think we're an accident or we just here because we just here. But it's not. That's not the case. The case is you have a purpose. You have a reason of being. And you must learn your role, such as if you were the actor, when they cast you for a role, they give you a script. And it's your job to learn that script. And then it's your job to perform and play that role. So many of us, we haven't studied our script yet. And our script is our birth charts. That's right, the birth chart is your script. So if many of you don't know what your birth chart is, I would suggest that you take time to actually get a birth chart done, get a birth chart reading, get an understanding of who you are cosmologically so that you can get in harmony and that you can get in sync with the role that you're supposed to be playing here on the physical plane. And all that's dealing with Exodus or Hex Modus. 
hex modus. Hexa modus. So names and words are very important when it comes to ancient literature. The ancestors placed many hints and many keys and many jewels just basically within certain words that they use. So that's why it's very important to do word studies and it's very important to be able to identify what the ancestors are saying through the language that they're using and even the cultures in which they used in order to express themselves. That's why culture is so important. You have to understand the culture of a people and how they operated. Because if you didn't realize that exodus was a Greek term, then you wouldn't know to even take time to look and study who the Greeks were and then not only learning who the Greeks were to understand where the Greeks got their information from and who they learned from. This is how I can take it back to Kemet and show you that this was something that the ancient Kemetians used as a science, which is Mayat, which takes us back to Mayat. And when we're talking about the 42 principles of Mayat, 4 plus 2 equals 6. If you look at the Star of David and the triangles, how they intertwine, it makes a six-pointed star. There are four points on each, two points on the um, each side, the left side, two points on the right side, and then you have one point at the top and one point at the bottom. And that gives you your four and your two. The four are the four points that's on the sides, and the two is the two points from the top and on the bottom. This gives you 42, which also gives you four, which is symbolic for the heart chakra. Four deals with the heart chakra. And then you have two, which deals with balance. And that's also the pineal gland, which is your second chakra, or your spiritual aspect, dealing with your spirituality. So, or that's also dealing with your higher self and your physical self. So, I mean, it's so many different ways that you can look at the science that's being displayed there when you're talking about the hex modus or the X of this, however you want to look at it. It's encoded. Hex modus is encoded within Exodus. So you have to understand that by you actually understanding your purpose and living your life according to the way that your life was laid out to live by lining up by getting back in harmony, by getting in balance, this is actually the work that's supposed to be done on a day-to-day -day basis. And when you look at the ancient writings and you look at the hieroglyphics, you see the scale 
and you see the heart being measured against the feather of my eye. And you understand that this is not something that happens after you live your life. This is something that's designed to help you live during your life on a day-to-day basis. You know that you're doing things that are supposed to be in alignment with your destiny by following your heart, by being true to what it is that you feel within your heart. You do those things, and that's what makes your heart light as a feather when you're being authentic. And it's more important to be authentic than it is to be good. We got to stop trying to be good and try to do things to please others. And we have to be authentic and do the things that we were supposed to be doing. What, you're, what are you supposed to do in this moment? What is it that you're supposed to be engaging in? Where are you supposed to be going? Who are you supposed to be going with? We have to start acknowledging what we feel within our heart. And when you do that, then you'll be able to move the way that you're supposed to move. And that's where you get movement of the people out of bondage to freedom. Because the bondage will be placed on you by your mind and by your thoughts, by negative thoughts. Thoughts that's contrary to what it is that you feel in your heart. That's what places you in bondage. When you're not doing those things that's in your heart to do, you're in bondage. That's right, you're in bondage. So in order to break free of that bondage, you have to get in harmony with the universe and in harmony with those things that's placed in your heart to do. And don't be afraid. Don't be operating out of fear. That's why I was saying earlier about the coronavirus. Don't allow these fear tactics and these things that's placed to entice your your fear, don't allow these things to run your life. Because if you make decisions that are fear-based, then you're going to be placing yourself in bondage. Do those things out of love. Love your body and your temple. That's why I was saying to make sure you strengthen your immune system and make sure you get the proper rest. Do those type of things because you're showing love to yourself and love to your body. You're giving your body what it needs. And when you give your body what, what it needs, then your body will give you what it needs. I mean, give you what you need. So that's why that's so important to be following your heart and to be your authentic self. So when I come back after the break, we're going to actually get into some things that we can actually do to make sure that we are in alignment and balance and in harmony with the universe. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls and we shall be back. And we're back to No Pearls and All Pork. No Pork and All Pearls. <laughs> and Tonight, we're talking about Exodus 
And I know many of us thought that Exodus just had to do with a story talking about a bunch of people leaving out of bondage from Egypt to a different place. But it's deeper than that. It's more to it than that. Exodus means, in Greek, it means the way out. But Exodus also means the method of six or the method of Mayat or the way of Mayat, which teaches you how to live. And it teaches you balance and it teaches you harmony. Now, many of us are familiar with the 42 principles of Mayat. But some of us are not. Some of us are not familiar with that. But many of us are familiar with like the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments were given by Moses to the people in Exodus. But in ancient times in Kemet, they dealt with 42 principles. And those 42 principles are the principles that we should be utilizing on a day-to-day -day basis to basically see if the life we're living is lining up with our destiny and with our purpose. Now, you might say, well, how do the 42 laws of my act help me to see if I'm lining up with my purpose? What if I don't know my purpose? Well, the thing is, what's happening in your life is already designed. The situations and the circumstances are already designed to happen. And you can't control the circumstances and you can't control the situations. But what you can control is you can, you can control how you respond to these situations. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to respond to the situations that are presented before you. And you are able to gauge and you're able to measure based on your response where you are. And if you are living by those principles of Mayat, because the law or the principles of Mayat can be used in every situation, in every scenario of your life. So what I want to do now is I want to take us home with giving us 42 affirmations, which are really the 42 laws of Mayat. But these are affirmations that you can use on a day-to-day -day basis that will help you to measure your life to see if you're living according to the principles of Mayat. And you must say them in the affirmative. Say them in an affirmative manner. So we're going to start off and say this. I honor virtue. I benefit with gratitude. I am peaceful. I respect the property of others. I affirm that all life is sacred. I give offerings 
that are genuine. I live in truth. I regard all altars with respect. I speak with sincerity. I consume only my fair share. I offer words of good intent. I relate in peace. I honor animals with reverence. I can be trusted. I care for the earth. I keep my own counsel. I speak positively of others. I remain in balance with my emotions. I am trustful in my relationships. I hold purity in high esteem. I spread joy. I do the best I can. I communicate with compassion. I listen to opposing opinions. I create harmony. I invoke laughter. I am open to love in various forms. I am forgiving. I am kind. I am respectful of others. I am accepting. I follow my inner guidance. I converse with awareness. I do good. I give blessings. I keep the waters pure. I speak with good intent. I praise the goddess and the God. I am humble. I achieve with integrity. I advance through my own abilities. And finally, I embrace the all.
Those were 42 positive affirmations that coincide with the 42 principles of Mayat. Now, I know I speak about working on yourself and I speak about self-actualization and I speak about manifesting and I talk about living your life by design and not by default. And I continually speak on these things to help build the individual up. But the work is with the individual. We have to do the work on ourselves. No one else is going to do that work on ourselves. If we want to see change, if we want to be change agents, we must work on ourselves. Things have been so distorted. They have given you a position of being a victim. They have told you that you are powerless. They've made you feel that there's nothing that you can do about anything. But the whole game is to evolve. The whole game is for you to be you. The whole game is for you to play the role and the position in which you were placed here to play. You're supposed to be doing you. There's no other you. You are the only you that's here. And by you being you, you are supposed to be the best representation of you that's possible. Many of you have been made to feel insignificant and as if you don't matter, but you do matter and you are very significant and we need you. The universe needs you. I need you to be in harmony. I need you to be in balance. I need you to take your position and be who you were placed here to be because in you being the best you, then you help me to be the best me. And I love you. I love each and every one of you. And I can see beyond the illusion. All of these things that are placed before us are basically illusions. They are illusions to throw you off of your work and your work is you. I'm just here to be a messenger to help you to see that you have value and that you should be doing the work to improve you and to be the best you as possible. And nothing can harm you but you. You will be your worst enemy if you choose to live outside of the laws of my eye. And if you choose to not be in harmony with the universe or if you choose to not be balanced. So you have to do the work. You have to balance yourself. You have to get back in sync with the universe because the universe operates in harmony. Ask yourself this question. Why would God or the creator try to place you on a physical plane and bribe you to do good so that he can do good for you. 
if if you do good, he'll do good, or the creator will do good for you in exchange for you doing good. But if you don't do good, then the creator is not going to do good for you. No, it's not like that. There's no favoritisms or, or no briberies going on. There's no bribe. It's basically you have a purpose. You are placed here to perform that purpose. And if you do it, you will get the benefits from being in harmony with the universe because everything will flow. But if you're not doing it, you're going to receive opposition from the universe because you're moving against the flow of the universe. So that's where curse and blessings come in at. Many times you feel like you're cursed because you're going against the grain, but you're not cursed. You're just out of sequence or you're out of harmony. So all you have to do is just get back in alignment with the universe and you'll find that your life will work a hundred to a thousand percent better than it's been working. And it's all on you. It's all up to you. And you have the power. No one else has the power to do it. They've taken information and knowledge from you. Simple things such as exodus, which means hex modus, which means the way of six, the method of six, or the method of mayat. Because the six that we're talking about when we're dealing with mayat is the 42 principles of mayat, which is four and two. Four and two equals six. That's where you get 42 principles. And we're dealing with nature. We're dealing with the nature. We're dealing with mayat, the law, purity, balance, harmony, beauty, love, creation, all these things. Six is also sex. Sex is when you have the masculine and the feminine coming together to form the child. That gives you the triad, which is the mother, the father, and the child. That's the triad. Mother, father, child. That's also a triangle. Triangle is three points. And you have that triangle interlocking with the other triangle, which gives you six or sex or hex, which is the hexagon or hexagram, which is a six-point figure. Two points, one at the top, one at the bottom, and four points on, on the side. 42, four and two, that's my eye. It all lines up, it's all science, and it's all according to our ancestors. That's what they left for us, that's what they taught us. These are the things that we mustn't forget. These are the things that I'm here to remind you of. These are the jewels, these are the pearls. So when I'm talking about no pork and all pearls, these are the pearls that we must Utilize and remember because these are the things that will help your life to flow better and will help you to live your life by design and not by default. So thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode. And I appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to support and passing on the word. And I'll be back again next Friday at 7 with a new episode of no pork and all pearls. But until then, I just want to leave you with peace, love, and shalom.